coming straight from the cockpit. It's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go! All right, back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void. And I know I say this is always a special one, but this really is actually a special one. I've got uh, two voices that a lot of you are going to recognize pretty quickly. Uh, and for the first time, especially considering the three of us, it's going to be pretty uh, difficult for us not to talk about ourselves, but we're not here to talk about us. We're actually here to talk about a, a legend. <laughs> Rob Stanley. Yeah, we're going to talk about <laughs> Rob Stanley, but before we talk about Rob, uh, who the fuck are you guys, and uh, um, yeah, what are we here for? Hi, I'm Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mark Norman. Mr. Norman, back. Yes, indeed. Back again. I, it's good to be here. I think you were, you were like my second interview, I think. Second or third interview. I, st- I, I had fun doing that. Yeah. I'm glad to be back here again. I, I let me tell a, you. I still get a lot of compliments about that. And uh, young young William, not as young as he used to be. Responsible now. Right? A grown-up. Used to be, mate. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm happy to be back as well, Will Lejeunesse. Um, um, all the same things I said about myself, myself from, from not that long ago are still true for yeah, anybody yeah. who might have heard. So, yeah, really pleased to be here talking about Rob today. Yeah, yeah. So for those that are are, uh, listening in, this episode is basically for us to sit around and talk shit and have fun speaking about the one and only Mr. Rob Stanley, who uh, uh, left us not all that long ago, uh, but left an Uh. indelible mark. Uh, And I don't know about you guys, but I've certainly never met anybody oh no like rob stanley before <laughs> there's <laughs> and, truth in that yeah, yeah yeah so even if for those that are listening even if you didn't know rob stanley you will still love these stories and maybe you've got your own version of a stanley out there uh and uh you will enjoy hearing these for sure oh i reckon dear me so Actually, do you know what he, he's not gone mate <laughs> he's not gone no not as long as i'm alive right yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I, I i really truly like mean family. that yeah, Stanley's never created or lost; just changes forms. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> he's he's uh, uh, the epitome of Einstein's energy theory. It doesn't die; it just changes. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, exactly. all right. So, so we're we're in a bunch of different locations, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna try and have some real good fun with uh, with Stanleyisms and Stanley stories and stuff. We've got a little bit of a lag going on uh, on the connection uh, with Will, who is currently in France on his farm, right? Yes, sir. That's awesome. So uh, uh, I want to start with you. I know I asked both you guys to try and think up some of your your top Stanley stories. Uh, so uh, uh, Will, why don't we start with you? What's what's just an endearing, uh, undying memory for you of of Mr. Stanley? Man, Rob Stanley. I'm I'm actually really happy to be here. I'm glad you asked me to do this. Um, I think it's nice to actually to have the three of us do it because we all had kind of first acquaintances with with rob over such different periods and so and so our kind of first interactions with him came you know probably 10 15 years apart between the three of us and so it's really nice yeah so it's really nice to have that different um individual look at what rob who who and what rob was to each of us and i'm really really proud dude this is going to be so hard for me to do this without getting choked up (laughs) Mm, (laughs) for sure not already you know what i mean but um i yeah there's a ton of funny family stories i was actually thinking this show would be hilarious to do as a call-in show you know what i mean like (laughs) set up a day everybody (laughs) call because everybody has 
priceless Stanley stories. Um, and I have several as well, but, but, you know, I wanted to talk about my first meeting of Stanley first, you know, yeah, please. he was my, yeah, he was my AFF instructor, which <laughs> is, yeah, which is really, really, really special, <laughs> special. You know, a lot of people knew him already were professional, were already working in the sport or already had some jumps. You know, he did my, you know, I did my stuff at cross keys. So it was like one of those three tandem and then AFF F system. Right. So he did my second tandem. He did all the AFF jumps and right the way, you know, through starting teaching me how to base jump the, the next year. So he was kind of like <laughs> from nearly day, nearly day one in skydiving, he was right there. Um, sort of a mix between guiding, pushing and encouraging me uh, as I went, as I discovered the sport, I think in, in a similar, similar way that he did, which was kind of on, kind of on my own. And um, sure. that was really, really special. And I feel like sharing, like having that, having had him as my AFF instructor, um, yeah, it's now it feels, now it feels even more precious now that he's gone. On um, sure, and I was thinking about yeah. it. You know? It's kind of Go funny ahead. because uh, um, for anybody that knew Stanley like I did on a much more social basis and working with him, yes, but never, uh, you know, uh, with any type of an instructor-student uh, relationship, I know the crazy Stanley more than I know the professional, awesome AFF instructor. So when you say Rob Stanley was your AFF instructor, you have to giggle <laughs> and go, holy <laughs> shit. I mean, you like, learn the link. I, just... I was going to say you learn the lingo fast. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember like when it, when he came up, it was like briefing my landing pattern or something, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, "Okay, this is your draw your little picture of your landing your landing pattern or whatever." And then he's like, "And just and just in case you want to know, like Philly approach." He started telling me about like the ways that planes land on Philly approach and like the, the <laughs> constellations that we would see later in the evening, you know. <laughs> and he's telling me about like Philly approach and like you know where Cassiopeia will be later <laughs> oh man oh man <laughs> he loved the stars yeah he, uh, he was he was such a unique guy but it's kind of funny to hear especially uh, as a as a former student of his how he was trying to impart to you basic information through Stanley's eyes that's wow <laughs> He I was, mean, he was, I, he had, oh, you're breaking up just a little bit there. Try that again. Him. Oh, sorry. I, I think he had that's this okay. thing in him that was so, so rare and so, so special. And that it was like, if you were the kind of person that was going to love, going to love Stanley, which I think most people were, sure. whatever he said, when he, as soon as he opened up his mouth and started talking to you, you almost were kind of speechless and you're like, wow, like, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think everybody that knew him for any length of time automatically built up a bit of a Stanley filter and you just started to automatically filter out the stuff that didn't pertain to the information you wanted. And then you just gather yeah. that information in between the memeeps and, and the constellations and the Philly approach landing <laughs> corridor stuff. <laughs> and it was all mixed together so fast. So like we, in in one paragraph of Stanley speak, which was so fast, you would get like a one liner joke. Maybe he'd be like making fun of you. Maybe he'd also tell you some really important information that you might need for the next load. And he said said something totally irrelevant. <laughs> <You're> like, 
Yeah, absolutely. All in one. And it was, it was at least the way it always seemed to me was his mouth didn't work nearly as fast as his brain. Oh, for sure. So he would just trip his mouth up because his brain was trying to shove everything out as quickly as it possibly could. Oh, so exactly. Norman, how about you? How, how did you meet Stanley? I met Stanley when I first, the first day I rocked up at Cross Keys. This plane had crashed into the trees. <laughs> the operation was shut down. <laughs> So day one with Stanley was a plane crash. Stanley was meeping out the back, you know. Like, Meh. I've been in plane crashes. Meh. <laughs> he, oh my God. Now, what year would this have been? This would have been. Uh, 98. Oh my goodness. And it, it grew into a thing with, uh, whenever Stanley would get on the airplane, <clears throat> everyone would start applauding, especially when we we're having a busy day, you know, or the, the conditions were kind of a little bit sketchy. Right. It'd be like, you know, the hands clapping, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Stanley. <laughs> Students would be like, what? I mean, well, he's been in, what, two, three plane crashes? Three, so the I chances think. of a fourth are pretty slim. Right. <laughs> <laughs> pretty safe there. So which one of you guys exactly. knows, how did how did Stanley get his start in skydiving? Do you guys know? In Canada. In Canada? I, yeah. 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 Young. Well, well, his whole family was in aviation in one degree or another, yeah? I mean, how many How many brothers? Two. Two brothers. Two. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. One passed away young. Yeah. And then uh, his old his older brother was skydiving. I think his older brother probably introduced him into it. Okay. Dear God, you know, I can't even remember his older Norman, brother's Norman, uh, uh, Stanley once time told me, the, the uh, thing I know about the earliest about him starting skydiving, I know that he started when he was 16. And, right. um, okay. Yeah, amazing. Amazing, right? Yeah. Given that he went to what, how old was he when he died? I don't know, but he started with 16. I remember him telling me a story about not being really able to afford it and like uh, sleeping wrapped up in a canopy. Um, that's like the <laughs> earliest, the, the earliest thing. He, He's so, it, it almost you know, sounds like uh, his, I ever heard. That was from him, from the horse's his beginnings seem to parallel uh, uh, another interesting character we all know, which is Mr. Facey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Royston Facey. Yeah. You know, starting out, starting out uh, as as low as you can go, and and busting your ass to get to the top too. I mean, yeah. uh, wow, that's very cool. Well, and so Stanley started. He ended up in in the states, but he was illegal in the states for how many years? Oh, the whole time. <laughs> still, to this yeah, day, still Stanley. Still even though he, he, even even though he's dead, he's still illegal still in the illegal. states, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I suppose we actually haven't even we haven't even uh, uh, told anybody that's listening. This might be a rather harsh way to find out that Rob Stanley's no longer with us. For anybody that's tuning in, going, "Hey, I wonder what Stanley's been up to." He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, he's not he's not with us anymore, which is fucking amazing because I, like everybody else that knew Stanley, just assumed he was going to live forever. I figured he was going to outlive Betty White. Oh, uh, he had nine lives, man. Right? And used them all. Fucking used 18 of them. Yeah. For Christ's sakes. Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, right. Several bars, too. That's right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it did, I did think he was going to live forever, but I also, you know, I don't know. There was There were some moments with Rob when he would kind of I remember him one time off the cuff years ago saying to me well like I didn't really make any plan for like a retirement because I didn't think I would live long you know <laughs> and, and it's like funny little 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 Stanley's but a little there's a dark side in there too you know um so on oh, the sure. one hand I thought he's gonna live forever. on the other hand I don't know you know 
I don't know. He'd, well, definitely the way he lived was day-to-day go for broke. I mean, I don't think I ever saw Stanley do anything by half measures. No. Ever. Never. I mean, uh, uh, what was the what was the latest uh, near-death experience that was in, what was it, in Thailand? Yep. What the fuck happened in Thailand? Because I've only heard bits and pieces of that story. So he, he, he's, you know, they're doing base jumps off this thing, and he thinks to himself, this is what he told me after the fact, he thinks to himself, you know what, I'm going to throw a, you know, a flip off this. <laughs> Yeah, even though it 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 was no way high enough for right. it, and he did, and he spanked into the wall a whole bunch of times. Oh no! And then knocked the piss out of himself on the ground. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he was in a bad way. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I remember hearing he was in the hospital and and might not be able to walk, and and then right. next thing I know, I'm hearing he caught the flight that he originally booked out of there. Yeah. About- no, he um, yeah. he, he was in hospital. I know. <laughs> yeah. He had left my place. He'd been living with me, oh. and he'd left my place, and off he went over there. So he did. So I was staying in touch with him, and um, uh, I'd lost contact with him. Mm. I'm not like, what the fuck's going on with Stanley on all the social media things I could find. Mm. So it turns out he's had this accident. He's got no insurance. He's got no way of paying for any of the medical assistance mm. that he's had. So I put a big shout out on Facebook and I various that. other things, and a bunch of people, whoever you are, thank God. You're good people out there. Um, donated enough money. And Rob Branch, mm. I think. It, yeah, it was Branchy. Branchy went out. He was in that location um, working, flying otters. I think Probably the Maldives. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he flew over there, and he, he, he got him out of there and took Fucking him home. Fucking hell. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and that was that was just the, the <laughs> most recent one of fucking many. Fucking nuts. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I, I, one of the my uh, longest uh, impressions of Stanley, and it, it was uh, 2004, and I think I'd been at Cross Keys maybe two months, maybe maybe yeah, two and a half months, and there was a gathering at Ketchup House. Uh, and for any of you that haven't spent any time at Cross Keys, um, the people there were really creative. Uh, there was a house at the top of the road called Top House. And then there was a place called Ketchup House because it was painted red. <laughs> so we were all hanging out on the back deck of Ketchup House, which is where Stanley lived and a bunch of jumpers lived. And and uh, everybody's sitting, drinking beer, sipping wine. There might have been a joint getting passed around here and there. And Stanley is sitting in a lawn chair with two cardboard boxes and a little metal contraption in his hand that I didn't even know what these were, but it turned out to be a cracker for little oh. nitrous canisters. <laughs> And mid conversation, he would crack this thing and <laughs> breathe in the nitrous, and then just wah, 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 just disappear for thirty seconds, and then snap out of it right back into the conversation where he was. And then he'd ask you to talk to him about Star Wars. Yeah. Say something about Star Wars. <laughs> Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi. Yeah, and I'll be like, "What the fuck are you talking about, mate? No, 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 do it. Come on, come on, say something to me about Star Wars." And you start talking some <laughs> Star Wars gibberish, and he would fucking lose his mind. And it was he would do it all night <laughs> oh, long. Wow. It was fucking amazing. And I remember sitting watching this, going, "This is probably the most incredible thing I think I've ever seen." <laughs> you know, after two hits off of a balloon, I'm done. And he oh, went through a, an entire fucking box of those things. This stuff wigs me out. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, that was that was a, a really big one. But, of course, the flip side to all this crazy stuff was how amazingly uh, um, insightful he could be and how um, very caring this guy was. He oh, fucking loved Give you everybody. the shirt off his back, mate. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then he'd snag the shirt off the guy next to him to give it to you if you needed it. I mean, he. Uh, how was he? Did you go through your entire AFF course with Stanley Will? 
I did. You know, and it's funny. I was thinking about this. Like, you know, there's this thing that you say about like women falling in love with their first jump instructors. You know what I mean? And so, like, in a way, <laughs> in a way, like having done all my student stuff with stuff with him, in a way, like I, I fell in love with him. You know, as a friend sure. and um, and had that yeah that admiration and that respect for him and of course he was amazing i mean talking to rob stanley was like the like the closest thing to talking to an actively you know running dictionary you know a, a computer that has a huge right. catalog of knowledge and it fires it out so fast and so there's just so much much knowledge and yep. information just spewing out of him and like you only could catch as much as you could catch you know and and so he, not only was he so, so knowledgeable and, and shared so much and had so much experience, um, but he, he also really cared, you know, he cared about what he was doing and he cared about people learning, you know, and uh, sure. I, I feel lucky to have hung around um, him, not just for like my student stuff, but for getting into base, to base jumping too. You know, I remember when I was sure. starting base jumping, when I was starting base jumping, he loaned me his rig, you know, and I remember a couple of people being like, oh, Stanley's lucky. Don't, he can't teach you to be lucky and all that, which is totally true. <laughs> but I, I was lucky too. So whatever. Right. Um, and um, I also, you know, I remember when I was starting base jumping, him telling me about jumping off, him jumping off Angel Falls with mm. like a, v, a VCR recorder order strapped to his chest in like the eighties, like the very, very first cameras ever jumped off Angel Falls. You know, I was in diapers, you know, and he was right. running Angel Falls, you know, yep. and that's the kind of, that's the, that's the amount of knowledge that he brought, brought to what I was doing. And, um, yeah. <laughs> speaking of base jumping and Rob Stanley, you know, there's this really special thing that me and Stanley and Selwyn shared, <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We, we got arrested we got arrested for jumping off of the trump taj mahal in um atlantic city new jersey and for me for me what is so special about about this is that like when we did it donald trump was just an asshole <laughs> and now he's, now he's the biggest asshole in the whole world you know like so yes. now going to this situation where like i actually got a got arrested for jumping off the the roof of the president's building and i feel just such pride in my heart that i shared that with rob you Stanley. Should. You know, we you all should. got thrown up over the hoods of cars uh, especially considering he was an illegal canadian <laughs> at the time <laughs> dude he was he was always getting in, always getting in trouble with the law oh my god <laughs> in in sort of consequentially you know yeah he told me about this one time he disappeared for the summer and he went over to the west coast he's driving over there somewhere and uh i think he got pulled over in like dakota or it was somewhere out that way and uh the cop says to him you got any guns or drugs boy you know kind of thing yeah and he's like eh, sure what do you want you know <laughs> Next thing you know, he's dragged out of the car. He's got a boot in the side of his neck, and he's locked up for like six days. Oh my god! Yeah, and Stanley had no filters in regard to that. No. Though he would think that was funny and go, "All right, I need to say this clearly." Yeah. <laughs> and then have a bit of weed in the car and get nicked. That's fucking great! Oh my god! He did have. We got arrested on the Taj Mahal. He did have weed in him on him, and he and he. <laughs> He felt really felt really bad about that, but actually it worked out okay because they they let us plea bargain down to like whatever, and they just thought we were smoking weed in the stairwell. They didn't know that we were jumping off the roof, so it actually kind of worked out good. He felt really bad, so, really had, bad about it, but it, but it's okay. 
So, Will, was that the time? Was that the time? Nothing to do with Johnny Anderson there. Was that the time you drove off and the guy was trying to reach into his car and grab exactly, the keys? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I, was, I and remember you, the guy's on his arm, like this guy's in the car and Rob, Stan- <laughs> and Rob Stanley being like, meep, meep, and like jamming. It was a stick. I remember him jamming it into gear and just dumping the clutch. And we got out of the parking lot, but they like chased us down in counting cars. And we got, it was like a car, car chase in Atlantic City. <laughs> Yeah, you're not getting very far there. <laughs> yeah, that's proper. That's proper fucking funny right there. Oh man, well, we got pulled out of the car, thrown on the street, guns in our in our faces, like we were crack, we were crack dealers. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man, there's a lot of people listening that think you're <laughs> just as crazy as he was, man. That's oh, man, that's awesome. Well, now, all right. So something else I've always wanted to know about Stanley. He was so fucking amazing with the opposite sex. Dude, how'd he do that? Oh, my God. I mean, Stanley was a good-looking guy, and he had yeah. the hair. I'd kill for his fucking He had full. Stanley fairy dust that he'd sprinkle on them. Right, but I don't know how he would do it because he would play <laughs> such the innocent, nice guy. Where It just – I never saw him make a move. He just had a new girl. Dude, he was a horny devil. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Although – <laughs> there was more than once I heard slightly later in his life that like he needs to slow down with the women just a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was you know. Hey. Oh my God, he used it for all it was worth, especially back in the cross keys days. My God, <laughs> that man had yeah, some talent. There. Like, he always had like for as long as I knew Stanley, for as old as he got, he always had a girlfriend that was twenty three. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I, there was. Good. There was one. There was one girl that came out to the drops on the cross keys, and this would have been 2004. And uh, I overheard her at some point during her weekend at the drop zone saying, "I just want to fuck a skydiver." And then next thing you know, she was hip to hip with Stanley for quite some time. I think. <laughs> Dude, I, I I remember one time he's telling me he's telling me got down off a tandem, yeah, and this girl took him into the back of the woods, and this was a cross keys and gave him a blowjob. I don't doubt yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, no I, I I'm doubt. sitting there with me god wide open going. Dude, there was some. There was some. How'd you do that? Some <laughs> That's <talent>. amazing. <laughs> some talent, and some skill was working at Cross Keys back in those days for sure. Oh my god! All right, I was so a student. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Now, now we know uh, uh, Stanley had uh, a number of near-death experiences. One of them was that base jump in Thailand. What were the others? There was a plane crash, and yeah, he had several plane crashes. I don't really know the details of them. I know they were in smaller airplanes. The the one that I had heard of in that was either I think the story when it was either a one eighty two or a two oh six. He yeah. was shooting video, so he mm-hmm. was sitting on his butt next to the pilot. Uh, facing the tail, and for whatever reason, the plane goes down. They ditched this plane and hit hard enough that the engine literally snapped its its uh, mounts and shot out of the cowling, and Stanley slid into the engine compartment, and they actually had to open the cowling to get him out. <laughs> Meh, only me. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? You get to the crash site of a 182, the engine is 100 meters away, smoldering, and you He's open the cowling, man. and there's a little Stanley just sitting in there with his camera. He was sitting there at <laughs> when I first got there, we were sitting there at the end of a busy Saturday, so we were, and it was the last load of the day. And um, in comes Stanley. And mate, I'm looking at that photograph there, and I can see him where exactly. You know the building. You know between yep, the building right and there. the trees of the woods right was the there. alleyway. Yep. So he comes over the top of the building. He hooks turns. He comes flying down through that alleyway between the trees and the building. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, he catches the outboard cell. 
yep. of the parachute on a tree. And I kid you not, he missed us all by a couple of... The, the canopy completely helicoptered behind him. He went flubba and ended underneath this dude's van. So he did. <laughs> I thought he was dead. Yeah. We all thought he was dead. So he did. <clears throat> he stands up, he brushes himself off. Me, me. That was close. <laughs> exactly. Oh, what the fuck, bro? I mean, now I know. Plane crashes and Stanley. I remember one time sitting in a plane with him and, and some, I don't remember who it was, was some kid with like a camera helmet. What The camera helmet was neither on his head nor was it, was it secured. And Rob Stanley was like, can you strap that in for me or whatever nicely? And the kid was like, why? And Rob Stanley was like, well, well quite frankly, I'm tired of people's camera helmets hitting, helmets hitting me in the face when the plane crashes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I love just the fact that you can so uh, easily put, yeah, uh, speaking of plane crashes and Rob Stanley, because uh, it's just such a common fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my Lord. Well, uh, am I not, I, I may be mistaken again, but uh, both his brothers have passed, yeah? Yeah. And one was in a plane crash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. one in a plane yeah. crash, one earlier, and now Rob right. Stanley, his poor mother. Yeah. God rest her soul. She's oh. gone as well. Oh, oh, yeah. So she did. She didn't live long enough to see Rob pass, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Especially considered it was aviation. And but well, yeah. before we before we get back onto fun and happy stories, what happened with with Rob? How did Rob? Yeah, because there's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't so know what the, happened. The report was this: um, they started the day off jumping. They did their first load. The conditions weren't good. Apparently, this drop zone that he was working at, there are a set of hills that are off to, let's just say for the sake of it, but I think it was the west. Okay. When the wind comes from that direction, it's pretty turbulent. Mm. So, they did the first load. The, a girl was doing video, mm. and she had issues with her parachute coming into land, as did the tandems as well, you know, just very bumpy and whatnot else. But the girl did have an issue with her parachute. Anyway, Rob was the safety guy for the day. The senior person on the drop zone on any given day is, you know, the, the CFI, the sure. chief instructor, whatever it's going to uh, you call it. So uh, a, a wee while later on in the day, um, they decided to go again. And hmm. the girl turned around and said, I'm not going. Hmm. So Rob volunteered to go and do the video okay, and have somebody else do the tandem. And when he came into land, he did a hook turn and the turbulence turned the parachute, tucked it under, did whatever, it collapsed on one side. Hmm. So obviously when it does that, if you've ever seen that kind of thing going on, sure. you know, it kind of, it just helicoptered above his head and threw him. Threw him straight into the ground, mate. Sure. Well, he was flying um, a very high-performance canopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, little, little handkerchief, you know? Did you ever, ever, if, if, I, if someone had sat me down at any point after meeting him and asked me, how do you think he's eventually going to go? A canopy collapse would have been one of the last fucking things I would have come up with. Yeah, yeah, me neither, mate. I it mean. Was, it was wicked. I mean, jumping just, VCRs off of Angel Falls and crazy base jumps and yeah. all the, I mean, my goodness gracious. I mean, I, yeah. I would have bet nitrous would have caught him before a canopy <laughs> <Yeah>. collapsed. <laughs> like that dude from Mirage. Right? <laughs> I forget what his name was. Oh, man. He passed away from doing too much nitrous. Apparently, they found him with a big thing. A bin but, liner over his head or oh, something. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. So, where did the uh, Meep Meep come from? 
And there was a, there was an online debate: is it beep beep or meet meep? And everybody says it's both. It, it, yeah, depended. Yeah, because it was it, it was normally meh meh meh. Where did it start? Oh fuck, nice. Will do you know? <laughs> Where did it start? God, I don't know. It was already going before I, before I yeah. came across it. It was just always there. It was meat, meat. That's like where did this curly hair come from? I don't know. I don't know. Right. Just, yeah. I think somebody told me that the sideways story that I heard. I think it was was Kim Worthington that told me it was something along the lines of he was always in a rush to get on the plane, and so he would beep beep to get past you <laughs> in the loading area. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just meet me yeah, to right, try and get past sense. you. <laughs> well, but it, it fit him so fucking well because it just always every time he did it brought to mind the Roadrunner, and there's no character ever that fits Rob Stanley better than the Roadrunner, just going so fucking fast. How yeah. did he? Did, I, I can't ever actually picture him laying down to go to sleep. Oh, he did. Did he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I live with him like one, two, three. I think I live with him like four times. Oh. Yeah, when he chilled, he chilled properly. You have an amazing four story. Time. Yeah, four times. <laughs> four times. You have an amazing story of when he came to spend time with you at your place in Florida. Right. Yeah. You've yeah, got to yeah. tell this Epic. story. Oh. oh, my goodness me. Um, okay, so. So Rob says, uh, I'll be down next week, you know, coming down for the, the winter vacation. <laughs> well, this is classic, mate. And uh, so he rocks up, you know, hey, how's it going? All the rest of it, you know. And he's uh, he, he's there. He goes, I can't wait to sun my ass, you know. And me, I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't be sunning your ass nowhere, mate. So don't. I was like, next door, there are, uh, ish, there's some good Christian boys and girls next door with a bunch of guns. And on the opposite side of the house, there's another set of slightly religious fanatics as well who wouldn't appreciate seeing your ass. And I kid you not, I sat down at my computer. This is first thing in the morning. He's outside. So he's, I don't even notice I'm fired away. I get up to make a cup of tea. This is about 15 minutes later. I get up to put the kettle on. I look over and as sure as shit, Rob's lying there on the sun lounger with his dressing gown off, cock and balls hanging out. So yes, I'm, like, I'm like, Stanley! I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, eh, eh, what? And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, mate, we just had this conversation. He's like, oh, I, I thought you were joking. I'm like... <laughs> Fuck no, I'm not joking. Oh no. Yeah. No, my God. Yeah. Cock and balls hanging out, mate, right there. It was it was well, it's still it's indelibly imprinted. So oh I'm sure. Yeah. Oh I have no doubt. Yeah, that's there's, there's uh erased. Yeah. No, no, you're not gonna get rid of that. No. Well hey, go ahead, go ahead. He liked being naked, mate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He was always wandering around the, the house fucking with his tack out. I'm like, what the fuck's up with you, bro? Yeah, <laughs> the guy was such a fucking character. Well, now, I, I know I asked both of you guys to uh, uh, to kind of jot down or, or come up with a couple of stories. I don't want to keep uh, changing the subject on you. So you tell me, what do you guys got uh, uh, different things about Stanley or different things you want uh, told or people to know? I do, what I'd like people to know about Rob Stanley, unless you've got something, Will, you want to go with right now? I'll listen to you, Will Norman, you? and then I'll ask you. Know. Was was space telescopes, mm. the stars? You know, me and him, but we would go and wig out on it. That's a you know another thing that we just got on really well about. But any time he came down to Florida, we were straight up to the Kennedy Space Center, especially really? if there was rockets launching. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Every time, every time. Why did I know that about him? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So big time was... on the stars, big time on the constellations. So I bought this telescope. I bought a, oh God, what's it called? A Schmidt Cassegrain, I think it's called, by a company called Celestron. Mm. And I showed him this telescope. Fucking two, three weeks later, he's got one. Really? Bigger, better. He's like, holy shit, this is incredible. <gasps> That's you know, awesome. So we go out and stare at the stars, mate, you know? But space was a big thing and always looking up, mate. Wow. Which is a, a you know a quality you don't find in too many people nowadays. No, they're all glued to no. their feet and their phones. And, yeah, he was know. he was a very curious soul for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. He wanted yeah. to know everything about everything if he could. Yeah. Oh, wow. How about you, Will? I mean, it's a good question. I mean, it's like a, such a it's like a loaded question. It's so sure. hard to to explain. Explain. It's it's like you know what's the best the best story in the library. You know, I mean, how do you even answer that? And like. <clears throat> It's also such a – it's easy to talk about funny stories about Stanley and him being crazy. and But, like, I, I think for me, he was just such a special person. And anything that he did that was crazy or hilarious or whatever was secondary to, to the depth that he had inside of him. And so for me, for people who didn't know him, you know, you know like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like – I mean, he, not only is he – a I mean, uh, an absolute part of not just American, but international skydiving history. Uh, everything. I mean, I mean, when I did my AAFF rating course to, to become an AAFF instructor, they literally showed Glenn Banks, who was doing the course at the time, showed, you know, the video, the infamous video of Stanley with the, the 747 flying under, oh, under yeah. him uh, on an AFF jump. Yeah. I mean, and they literally showed that like as a part of my training, they're like, look at this instructor here. Like, look how he stays calm. I'm like, that's fucking Rob. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, and like, so from everything from like, you know, starting when he, he started being a part of the sport for so long, having had contact with so many people who went on to do such great you know, stuff, stuff in our sport, you know, sure. you know, he was not only just stitched into the fabric of skydiving, but he also had a way of stitching himself into the fabric of everyone that he touched, you know? And oh, so, yeah. so there's some really funny stories about him, but most, most of my interac interactions with Stanley are things that don't really communicate super well in like retelling because it's like, he'll drive by you and he'll drop like five words on you and you'll spend three days thinking like, like, holy shit, why didn't I ever think, think that, you know, like just the five <laughs> or, words. Or, you, guys ran or you'd be thinking, what the fuck did he say? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, as a, as a quick side note to what you were just saying, the uh, infamous video of him with the jet flying under, I uh, probably six months before he died, I sent that to, you know, the Ozzy man reviews. Perfect. I do remember. So I sent that to Ozzy man reviews online and he actually put it on his destination fucked reel. Yes, he did. And it was so funny because all of a sudden Rob Stanley took a very international stage. And it was funny when I told him, I'm like, Hey, by the way, I got a message from Ozzy man. He's going to use that video. He was so blase about it. He's all, Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> he thought nothing of it, and most people would be like, "Holy shit, this is you know millions of people are going to watch this," and Rob couldn't give a fuck less. <laughs> no, yeah, it's old news. He didn't care about that sort no, of stuff, no. did he, mate? He Which, just enjoyed every day yeah, and meeting yeah, people, he, mate. He, it's like in the morning yeah. when I wake up. You know, I walk outside. I do it. I've got my Stanleyisms, man. They are hardwired into me. I'm like, "Hello, world," you know, and that that's Stanley. <laughs> that's fucking Stanley. <laughs> Hello, world. Yeah, in a nutshell. <laughs> 
in the morning when I was living with him, I, I meet him and Range Luda were living together mm. in New Jersey. I was getting a divorce at the time. Mm. I was drinking like a fish. <laughs> <clears throat> it was a crazy time. But this oh, fucking Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you said that? Fucking yeah, Stanley. Constantly. <laughs> the, the sun would be coming in through the window, mate. He'd go and pull out every fucking crystal, every prism, every fucking piece of glass that he had and put it up in the window and have these rainbows popping off in the room. And then he would go and scramble <laughs> his eggs and have his cereal and his yogurt and, you know, like clockwork, mate. This was his breakfast. But if there was sun coming in that window, <laughs> he, he had all these, you know, he had like a, a pyramid made out of glass. You know, he had, uh, like I say, prisms, just anything to refract glass, right. you know, and create a rainbow. He had a bunch of these things, man. <laughs> and he would, you know, some of them would hang, some of them would sit, but he would always find somewhere to put them as soon as the sun would come out. Sure. Yeah. Boom. He'd have that down sure. there. And there would be these rainbows around the That's room awesome. on the walls. I'm That's like, awesome. <laughs> well, and it's funny too that, that you know because it's a really like, great again, Stanley. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. Hello world isn't it? That's that sums him up perfectly in two every words. Morning I say it. Yeah. Like I say, as long as I live and breathe, Stanley ain't dead, mate. Yeah, no, I think that's with a lot of people. Uh, and I think uh, at the beginning you said it right, Will. Uh, we all have such different perspectives and the same perspective as well, but we all kind of started from different times. Uh, for me, the Stanley I knew was a very thoughtful guy, but always little off his rocker, which kept it so fucking entertaining. And in fact, you and I had an experience with him as he started working uh, with us uh, together mm -hmm. when we were overseas. Yeah. And uh, he miscalculated the culture, shall we say, a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. And didn't – and Will, I don't know if you know this story, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let uh, Norman tell it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Which one? Um, how he ended up coming to work with us and leaving. Oh, I see. <laughs> Oh, no, that that wasn't even the culture. That was a complete misjudgment on his part. Yeah. So he'd let his ratings lapse yep. and he'd let his medical lapse yep. and he'd, he'd come back to work. And they were like, all right, uh, he's like, I need to go and get my medical and ratings sorted out and whatnot else. So he goes to this place and gets his medical, <laughs> except he asks for the wrong kind of medical. He doesn't specify, I need this. Well, he's been away for the summer and, you know, Mr. Stanley liked to party a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> they checked him for all sorts of uh, how can I exotic substances. Yes, yeah, yes. would be the right thing. <laughs> well, so he rocks. He disappears off to get his medical. We're doing water training that morning. It was a Saturday morning. He disappears off to get his his medical. Two hours later, no, three hours later, he comes back. I'm like, how'd you go? I was living with him at the time, and uh, he goes, uh, not so well. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake! What do you mean, not so well? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, I tested positive on this, you know, exotic substance thing. And I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. Here, in this place. How the fuck do you do that? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. I'm like, look, look, show, show me show me the fucking paperwork, bro. Well, he only goes and gets, you know, like the most intensive medical that you can possibly get. You know, it's like a, cla a, a class one, a, a yeah. class one yeah. or whatever it is. Instead of a lardy dar one, which you need for doing, you know. Uh, what us chaps get up to, um, irrespective of that anyway, <laughs> considering the part of the world he was in at the time, um, it wasn't a good place to be. And panic stations set in, so uh, they did. Uh, I, I don't know, mate. I, the, truth of the, the truth of the story is this, okay? I 
shit myself. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. Really? Okay, I'm living with a guy. I'm like, I'm guilty by association. And I know that, you know, I'm going to have, you know, these people banging on my door any moment. Right. So I ran off, started investigating. What's the process that goes on here? There's a 76-page PDF all about what goes on with exotic substances. Right. And flight medicals. Yeah. Trust me. I know it word for word because yeah. I read it and read it and read it and understood it and was like, okay, all right, I got this. This is the process. I'm like, you're going to have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, a couple of days later, they, they sent off his urine and whatnot else. And yeah, it, man, uh, I feel it, like I'm throwing him under the bus. Here, it, but, hey, you know what, dude? That, that's, yeah. No, I love you, man. Yeah, it's kind of. <laughs> and it, so. It was funny because uh, all I knew what was going on was uh, Stanley's leaving. What? Yeah. Stan, yeah, Stanley's, yeah, yeah. Le- Stanley's yeah. leaving. Stanley's leaving now. Yeah. Well, I didn't even re- get to say goodbye. <laughs> the reporting process is that, you know, yeah. once it goes off and they do a spectro analysis of yeah. it or whatever they call it, um, it comes back with a result. And then it gets reported to, yeah. to your employer, to the authorities. Yeah. Yeah. The employer says, yeah. oh, no worries at all. You know, and Sally's looking at me and I'm looking at him and we're both like, no worries at all. That doesn't sound good. No. No, no. He's like, I'm fucking bailing. Yep. No, no. Well, that was the thing with him though, right? I mean, he would be so clueless and then snap to and go, oh, this is the reality of the situation. Yeah. I need to take it seriously. Yeah. Well, it was the same with the story when he was coming to work with us overseas. Um, and he lost his fucking passport, passport. in the Boston airport. In Philly. Is, oh, was it Philly? It must have been. Cause he no, got no, through, no. He, he was, he was, he was, was on his way from Philly to from, Boston. Yeah. from No, no. He was in Boston. I remember for sure. He yeah. flew from Philly to Boston, uh-huh. had a long layover in Boston. And the next thing I know, I'm at the airport overseas waiting to pick him up when I get the message. Yeah. Oops. Lost my passport in yeah. Boston. Not sure where it is. Yeah. Got to get a replacement. Meantime, he's illegal. Because he's not a U.S. citizen. He's been in the U.S. for how many fucking years? And he's lost his, his Canadian passport is gone. Right. Um, and he was still trying to get overseas. And his job hinged on him being where he was supposed to be at the right time. And at the right time was he was in Boston. And yeah. I was at the airport on the other end of the flight. He, nah, he was pissed. Oh, yeah. He was always pissed with himself when shit like that would go on. Which, which would happen, you know, with regularity. But, you know over longer periods of time oh my lord god bless him but he oh, always man. seemed to like he always seemed to like get through he was a slippery bastard like for, yeah. for somebody who is committing as illegal activities as him and getting kind of caught for them like he never got caught he always just had a way of <laughs> sort of disappearing before anything happened you know like right like i mean chapeau really like like i tip my hat to hat to him for that you know does either of you guys know the story about him? Was either of you guys there that New Year's Eve at Skydive Arizona where he got kicked out of Skydive Arizona for life? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Please enlighten Remind us. Remind me now. Was he there? Yeah. No. Uh, no, neither of us were there. Nah. Oh, okay. you got to tell us I, this one. I wasn't there, you know, so I don't know. It doesn't seem like – I only heard him, him retell it, which was like there was a DC-3 load and – you know, he's like old timer. So like there's the jump door in the back and there's the door above the wing too. And he was like, I don't, I don't know if he was wearing a rig or not. He may have just, have just been um, like 
why would he not be wearing a rig? He might have been just he was anyway, he was like, I'm gonna open the door above the wing to take pictures of people getting out as they go up for like a midnight load at this uh on New Year's Eve at Skydive Sky Arizona. And anyway, so he so he opened up the door and he's like hanging halfway out taking pictures and somebody grabbed somebody grabbed him and I guess they thought like he was trying to kill himself. <laughs> And he was, you know, he was, he was just trying to take pictures. So anyway, they like pulled, pulled him, they pulled him back in the plane. They like landed the plane and made like a big deal of it. Like kicked up, Rob Stanley's kicked off skydive Arizona for life. He was so pissed off. I remember looking at him. I was like, Rob Stanley, you know what, man? And anywhere where you're not welcome, welcome, I'm never going. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A little maligned and misunderstood sometimes was our Rob. Yeah, so he was. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think that was the thing is he was so playful and so outgoing. That's it. Uh, he, exactly. He, he, yeah, he'd be taken the wrong way, and people thought that because of his demeanor, sometimes you didn't know if you were being made fun of or or puppeted or or have him playing games, and it was very difficult to tell. Well, there was something. I think sometimes him would think he's really something wrong with him or something. You know, like if you if you didn't take the time to just listen to him. People might think, "Oh God, this guy's what? This is really no, you know, you know what I mean." And so I think that's like what happened, happened there. They got pissed at him, and he was like, "No, I'm just taking pictures." And they were like, "Oh," and, and they didn't really give him the time to explain. And right. he was just going to life. He was so pissed. <laughs> well, again, that's those Stanley filters that you only got when you built up a little you know, immunity to it, and you could start to understand what he actually meant as opposed to what he actually said. Yeah, well, you know, you have to be a tolerant individual, don't you? And I, you know, throughout the time that I knew Rob, twenty odd years, uh, I, I saw a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, who would meet him and they would kind of raise her eyebrows and be like oh, oh yeah fucking what's the matter with this autistic kid oh you know <laughs> <laughs> well that that honest to god you know that's that's the way they kind of oh, looked yeah. at Robbie because they they wouldn't just take the time to no you know and some i mean like for me yep. sometimes i i had to say to rob slow the fuck down dude <laughs> i was like you. say that again just slow down a bit though mate you know because mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you were saying you know his head would run faster than his mouth could possibly throw keep it up out. With, yeah. yeah oh absolutely what and it was funny uh, you and oh. you and i had both uh actually a number of people had had uh, recommended him for a specific position and he got there uh to take on the position and a number of people were like um this is the guy you spoke so highly about yeah really and then of course most of them got to know him and go oh we get it now okay we understand yeah. but it took a little while i and- know there's a few now still man exactly. yeah <laughs> man, man. <laughs> oh, you've yeah. managed to pass it on to a few of these nutters Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and there's people all around the world that are doing that. I mean, did you yeah. guys? You're both on Facebook. Did you guys see his fucking wall blow up after the news got out that he had passed? Uh, yeah, kind of. I, yeah. I didn't really look at it, mate. I uh, scrolled down to it just because yeah. I wanted to. Uh, I was really curious to see if the impact that I thought he had made was as big as I assumed it was, and I gave oh. up halfway down his wall. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. People yeah. are writing novels on his wall about the amazing effect he had on their lives. Yeah, well, he did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Incredibly so. That's right. Incredibly so. That's right. You know, yeah. and I think I knew out of the three of us, I knew him the least, and he still, I will, I will never forget a second with Rob Stanley. I mean, holy shit! Amazing. I mean, uh, uh, like I said, you know, we've taken the time to to dedicate an entire broadcast just to talking shit about Rob. You know, Stanley. what I like the best about his Facebook page. What's that? Yeah, his photographs are always out of focus. Always out of focus and always with oh, a girl. Always <laughs> fucking out of focus, bro. <laughs> now, you know what I'm like, you know? Yep. I, I, I always, I, I just write oof underneath. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he'd come back to me and be like, I really think so. I'm like, come on, mate. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, um, he'd either put an out of focus, um, scenery shot or wildlife shot. And then every other picture was with him with a girl. Oh yeah. Every single one. Oh yeah. Oh my He's, God. It, he it, liked the ladies, mate. Oh yeah, he did. And he clubbed them like a seal as well. <laughs> oh, he did. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Shit. He lived in a room next door to me at Range Luda's house. Oh no. Dear God. Oh no. Yeah. It, it was uh, noisy. I, I won't mention the name of my roommate at the same time, and uh, but they nicknamed our house Squeaky Springs. Squeaky Springs. And it I remember it well. It, yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> what an awesome place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. His PlayStation, he used to love his games as well, eh? Big time, man. Oh, my God. He had this one space game, and The Devil May Cry and something else was his favorite games. But uh, what amazed oh me. Oh, my God. I remember we, I used to, for when I was at Krusty's for a while, I had Halo and an Xbox going in my trailer yeah. and like periodically, like periodically, like between loads, I would be running back there to grab a snack or something. And, and like, I would just like, just like come across him, like him, like crawling into or out of my trailer, trying to like get 15 minutes of video games between loads. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> did he had the most epic setup in his bedroom at one point where he had the projector at the end of the bed pointing up to the roof above him and he would lie in his bed and play the games for hours oh no Sorry, with the screen on the, the on the ceiling oh my yeah. lord yeah yeah, yeah. He, uh, well, but to be able to do something like that and then to turn around and be this is a guy that would do uh, you know on the weekends we were doing 25 odd tandems or video a day oh, an yeah. instructor and if you were lucky you'd have one load that you were down yeah. Now, most people would run to the restaurant and shove food in their face uh -huh. or go take a shit or whatever they had to do. Stanley would grab his fucking sport rig and go do a free flight jump Boom. in yep. between it every time. I, I think pretty much on the weekends, he would be on every single load every day. Did you ever see Robbie's uh, logbooks? No. Didn't you? No. His, lo his logbooks were a oh, thing man. to be absolutely admired. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Especially when... when, when when he first started, he he would draw and draw and draw and draw, and <laughs> and you know he would just draw, dude. Right. He could tell you exactly how many free fly jumps he'd done, camera jumps, four way jumps, crew jumps. Sure, the, every single skydive he ever did, he sat and wrote it down. How, do you, do we know what who who's got an idea how many jumps he had total? Ah, oh, he was up 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 over twenty. Yeah, I would think so. Well, was, about yeah, thirty. I, I, wanted, yeah. I thought I saw, I saw 25 at some point, point on his, but maybe it wasn't 25. No, he was, was 23, around 24. The, yeah, he was around the 20s he, odd. Yeah. yeah, not long before he died, I saw something like 20, 22, 23. I remember <laughs> thinking, yeah. Lopra. He got me into this thing at one point where I'd get all the students to sign the logbook. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Man. Oh, yeah. I, I've got one particular logbook, which is just complete signatures from fucking tossing drugs yep yeah i used to do that as well and i think i may have picked it up from stanley mm. as well but of course stanley did it because half of the time it was getting him dates yeah <laughs> well, dude, it is his first his first couple of logs but even still so i'm just looking over there at yours and that just it just reminded me yeah, yeah mate they're works of art oh yeah so they are yeah you flip them open and he was happy to show you them as well but he would draw oh that's you incredible. know and not just about the skydive he just uh, the books were the books were works of art. Wow. Wow. Like his, his login was meticulous. Absolutely meticulous. Well, have you, I mean, have you guys ever gone through your old logbooks? 
because they're oh, yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. To go back through the yeah. beginning ones and, and all of a sudden it snaps back that memory of this particular jump or that situation. And it's amazing. So sure. I, I'm not surprised that Stanley would take it to another level. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> absolutely meticulous. Dude. You know, I always kept my uh, first logbook whenever I do AFF at places, which, are, you know, in my current position, that's not a thing. Because it took me 25 jumps to do AFF. So that's why I keep that around. Right. Yeah, because I was such a clusterfuck that I'd be like, <laughs> when people are, you know, flailing and doubting themselves, I'm like, it's, it's not a case of pass or fail, mate. It's, you know, you're going to learn at your own speed. Sure. And I'm like, look, look, look at this shit. You know, there's level five, nine times. <laughs> oh, man. You got this. That's, I mean, I'll tell you what, it, it, he, especially in stuff like that, for he rubbed off on people so much in that regard. Mm. And, but n- I've never seen anybody come close to his energy level to this day. No. Never. Yeah. I mean, that man. No, I mean, there's, no, like, there's no other Stanley out there. Like his no. energy, his presence, his kind of like what Norman said, like, you know, you come across people every now and then, and you'd be talking about how awesome Stanley is, is, and they would be like, "What are you, what are you talking about? That guy's fucking weird." And you just, I would just kind of look at them and be like, "Oh, okay, like I see that you lack like patience and like the ability, the ability to listen and like the ability to like look at something or someone for a little bit more than what you see on the surface." Surface, you know, like it's like a lie detector. Like if you don't like Rob Stanley, I don't like you. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was in that. He was the Rorschach test of fucking skydiving. Depending on how you interpret He's, this painting, exactly, is what yeah. we're gonna think of you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very, very true. Well, all right. So we're hitting the hour mark. So I want to I wanna take the time to have you guys tell me, explain that to somebody. So somebody's looking at this, this Rorschach test and it's Stanley and they don't know what to fucking think. Who is Stan? Who was Rob Stanley to Norman, to you? Who was Rob Stanley? Stanley? Yeah. He's a magician, mate. <laughs> Stanley yeah. was a magician. Yeah. Because he had the ability to wonder people and confuse the fuck out of people and have people walking away, shaking their head, going, what the fuck did I just experience? And then, of course, wow people, you know? And uh, like Will mentioned earlier on, you know, Rob would give you, and you as well, he'd give you the shirt off your back. He was my friend, mate. And, and, you know, I'm grateful for the time that life has allowed me to spend with Rob Stanley, for sure. Indeed. You know, Indeed. and uh, like you were saying, there is a litmus test as well. You oh, know, yeah. I see how people treat Rob or react to Rob, and that gives me an idea of the character of the person. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, most, sure. most people wouldn't yeah. think of that, but it's very, very true. No, it's telling. Man. And I'm sure you guys had that first experience where you met someone who knew Rob and had a negative impression of him and told you your feeling towards them instantly changed. Yeah. Certainly did for me. The first time I had yeah. someone uh, voice a negative opinion of Rob Stanley, I instantly was like, uh, what? What? Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, it was, it's, it was one of those um, key markers. It's like saying you don't believe in legalizing marijuana or gay marriage or this or that. Those are all buzzwords for fuck off. Yeah. I don't like Rob Stanley. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> right i mean then i don't like you yeah as will so nicely put it yeah yeah. (laughs) all right so will who who was mr rob stanley to you tough um yeah that's a that's a great question i like what mark said i think i'll start with how mark ended which is like he was my friend 
first of yeah. all, you know. And um, but I think Rob Stanley was a, was a truly unique voice, you know, <laughs> and he was somebody that I don't think there are many people out there like that anymore. He was so 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 special, so so. Deep so deep so so caring and so intelligent you know um mm. and yeah i just feel so so grateful to have had the relationship that i had with him as a friend you know and as and as him being my being my mentor and as and then going on to be to become to a place where he respected me as an equal it was sure. so so special you know and um yeah I, I think the world is is different now now than it was even 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 10 years ago when we were skydiving and certainly when he started skydiving, but he kind of kept that like authentic focus on, on real genuine contact with, the, with the people around him in a way that we sure. kind of don't have today in this sort of electronic age. And, uh, it, it was a really, really special thing. I'm glad that he was a part of my life. And, uh, I mean, when I, you guys know, like we, we all have been around this, but I don't show much, much again this year it was amazing i actually now would like to maybe get over to where you guys are and get my knees in the breeze sometime yeah, yeah. but uh, that's a whole other yeah that's a whole other story but you know how, <laughs> how it is. Like we've, we've all been been through so many times this thing of people dying right we've all put yeah, people yeah. in the ground left right and center you know oh, yeah. when when i heard that rob stanley my brother sent me a text because he knew how yeah. how close i was with rob mm. when i heard that rob died i was walking out from work uh, here in a, in a big sports center where I teach yoga class. And uh, I got this text from my brother and he said, Hey, I want to tell you, um, I want to, I want to tell you before anybody else does that Rob died. Yeah. And I, uh, I mean, it was like somebody ran up from behind me with a baseball bat. I'm telling you, my knees went out from under me. I sat in the middle of this parking lot, like an asshole. And, and just, it was, it was like somebody just beat the hell out of me. And like, like I'm, sure. it's not my first rodeo. Like I've put people on the ground before, but when, when it was Rob, that was a big, big difference. That was somebody oh, yeah. who, yeah, you know, it was like, you, you, you just don't expect no. that. No, I didn't believe you know? it. And I don't know if that answers the question at all, but like it's, it he was in it there. Does. Yeah. In your heart, in this special way, you know, my, my, uh, Overall, an undying impression of Stanley is he completely lacked the ability to get burnt out. He was still just as in love with the sport and its community. Um, the day that he died, that he was the day that I met him and long before I ever met him, um, which I've yeah. never seen from anybody else. And that's the yeah. biggest thing I've taken away is I've never seen a sustained level of passion oh, yeah. he for something. It, oh, my God. He was gagging for it. Yeah, absolutely. Bro. I mean, yeah. he 100%. It was absolutely, it was skydiving and base jumping in its community yeah. 100%. Yeah. And it was unexplainable. Yeah. Um, and so, I, it was also kind of life. That was the way that he lived, you know? Like, sure. Yeah. Like, if he, if he was interested in something, he went at it, you know? Like, that's why when you ask him about the stars, he could talk to you all night about the stars until there were no more stars in the sky. And then he could tell you what was, what was behind the clouds that you just couldn't see because we we're on the wrong part of the planet, you know, like, because when <laughs> right. he that was talking about something. Oh yeah. Yeah. He couldn't that was how he got he laid so much, dude. That well, was, that was how he got laid so much, bro. For sure. He just talked, <laughs> he, he talked the knickers off. Him. Uh, well, 
and he played this innocent act. Oh, this fucking guy. Because you'd watch him doing it. You'd watch him start chatting a chick up and being as as mellow and as, oh, you know, just a sweetheart and clearly not making a move that was absolutely going to get him laid. Perfect. I watched it more times than I could count and the girls would just be talking to him. I'm like, they have no idea what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> they have no, it's like a Venus flytrap. You don't know you're in there and then you're just there. Yeah. Oh, the guy was incredible with that. But yeah, <laughs> the other thing too is a lot of people and, and the people that uh, would think he was weird were also the same people that didn't take the time to see that level of intelligence and that level of passion and that level of interest that he would have. Um, they would just see the Mimi and the, the guy going 150 miles an hour and not bother to go any further because they figured, you know, it was the rain man of skydiving. because they're shallow, mate. Yeah. It's like that old saying goes, I am not what you think I am. You are what you think I am. Mm. Yeah. And that, that, that was, that was, you know, when people were like, ah, I'm not sure about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. I'll be like, well, that's, that's you, mate. That's, so, that's not him. so both of you guys give me the, for everybody that's listening, those that uh, either knew Stanley or obviously will never get the chance to meet Stanley, give them your top Stanley lesson, your top Stanley advice that Stanley would give to a new jumper coming up in the sport. Or an old fuck like us that's wondering if he should continue jumping. I want Stan. I don't want your advice. I want Stanley's advice to oh a new God. jumper and Stanley's advice to somebody thinking, should I quit or should I keep going? Well, off you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Will. That's all you. Give me Stanley's advice. All right, I'm just thinking about that first. Okay, so I remember a few. I mean, I think it's hard to put it exactly exactly in his words, but. Right. But I think from what his essence communicates to me, it was like somebody that had been through so many, had seen and been through so many accidents. I remember him saying two things to me that, that everybody says, right? But I remember I remember hearing them from Rob. And when it comes from somebody from somebody who has, you know, witnessed several raps and been in several raps, um, when somebody says, Keep your head on a swivel, uh, that that really means something. And I remember him saying that to me, and I also remember him saying, um, um, it's not the skydive's never over until you're in the hang, or you know, like just keep an eye on people like landing, <laughs> like as even though you you've landed, some idiot can still crash into you. Like simple, really simple, basic safety stuff. Put on put on your seatbelt, you know, um, um, because Rob said it. He meant it because he was in four plane crashes or because he sure. had been in several raps or because sure. he had seen so many things, you know. So that's like that basic. What do you say to like a, a new person and uh, just getting just said have fun you know yeah, um, yeah and somebody who i honestly think i honestly think if rob stanley was talking to somebody who was considering quitting i think he would look at that person that person and be like i just don't understand that how to answer that question because he loved it so much and was so passionate about it i don't think he could have that communication he'd be like what do you mean like get your rig go have a jump it's <laughs> awesome like, yeah, like, <laughs> you're thinking about quitting jumping no the sun's still up <laughs> It is. Right? Yeah, strong, exactly. How about you? <laughs> you know, Stanley was all about learning, mate. So he was. And his curiosity. And that was his thing. That was his thing. Just learning. Never, never stop learning. Yeah. Never yeah. stop learning. Never think you've got it. Because you ain't. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lifelong learner. He, uh, yeah. I, I remember um, on a fun jump uh, over across Keys. Remember the guy that we nicknamed uh, uh, Beaker? Mm. in cross keys i think it was 2004 real tall guy i think he was from sweden or but wow. we nicknamed him beaker from the muppets because he looked like him and act like him. 
Anyway, um, we were on a fun jump, I think, for his birthday, and it was a free fly jump, sit fly jump. So we were all head up, and uh, um, when it was time for break off, I bellied out. And uh, um, we landed on the, we landed and, and uh, we're all walking back in and Stanley comes up and puts his hand on my shoulder, nice and politely like Stanley would do it. He said, hey, hey, you know, you don't, you know, you can make sure you track away and don't do this. And, that. and he walked away and he was super lighthearted about it, but I was devastated because yeah. Stanley was like, you fucked up, dude. <laughs> and it was like, oh no, I upset Stanley. <laughs> it was crushing, but it was also a lesson I never forgot again. Yeah. Never. I corked on that jump and did, you know, did it intentionally. Just didn't, wasn't thinking, just yeah. lost my head on that one. And, and, uh, he made the correction in the politest possible way. But I remember thinking that I had, uh, uh I had disappointed Stanley and that was terrible. Boo. <laughs> right. Boo. Yeah. I did that once or twice. Yeah. It's not a good feeling. No, 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 no. Cause he's the, he's the guy that usually is getting chastised for doing yeah. something slightly silly, but never on a jump, man. That yeah. guy, you, and you guys will all remember this one. We were, uh, it was, uh, Cameron's father was in town uh-huh. to make a jump while Cameron was in the hospital. Yeah. Will you uh-huh. remember this? And, uh, f- somehow, yep. and I don't know how, and without giving too much backstory, Cameron was in the hospital with a broken neck, yep. uh, and couldn't move from the neck down at the time. And Cameron's father had come all the way over from Australia. Um, and was, you know, visiting his son and in the ICU at the time, maybe yeah. two days out of a ridiculous surgery. With halo. Yeah, with this halo and, and not necessarily great outlook on the entire no. situation. And somehow we talked him into doing a tandem. Yeah. So he goes out to do yeah. a tandem with Mr. Rob Stanley. Now, most uh, tandem instructors, especially with a an emotionally vulnerable middle-aged man at that time might just want a mellow jump in a video or something. No, no. Stanley gets everybody routed together and turns it into the most insane zoo dive tandem I have yeah. ever seen in my life. And I only know this because I fucking filmed it. <laughs> yeah. You, you remember this? We launched it out the door with Steven Jackson hanging off the chest strap. Um, Will, you were you and Selwyn were on your heads chasing everything. They ended up with a a, a totem pole hanging off the chest strap of of Cameron's father, who was strapped to Stanley at the time. And it was it was Rob Stanley, his dad, Stephen Jackson, Kim Worthington, Danny Coon, yeah, uh, and at least two more people in the most ridiculous out of control totem through the fucking clouds over cross keys. <laughs> with Stanley, with Stanley grinning ear to ear the entire way because he had instigated the whole fucking thing. Oh yeah, epic, amazing, absolutely. This is a epic. picture of him. You ever seen that picture of him? He's got the premature opening on the strong system. You know the drugs still attached, the bags out, is bashing on the back of his head, and he's still got a shit eating grin on his face yep. as he's looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just swatting away like a cat. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Well, What's the up? guy. <laughs> he was as cool, calm, and collected as they would come. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, that'll probably be one of the most undying images ever for me is the smile on his face when he saw that jet go under him mm-hmm. on the video that everybody and their grandmother has seen. If you didn't know Rob Stanley, that's Rob Stanley. Five yeah. seconds yeah. from fucking dead, grinning ear to ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anything else you guys would like to, to finish off with uh, uh, talking about Mr. Rob Stanley, our, our good friend? Do you know what? My face is so smiling, dude. Yeah. It's um, funny because my mum, I was at home at the time when Rob passed away and my mum knew Rob and uh, my sister knows Rob and, you know, you know, my family knows Rob. Yeah. And they know he's a bit quirky and whatnot else. But uh, my mum was like, 
you know, because I, I was just smiling, mate. I was like, well, you know, Rob's passed, man. And my mum's like, I, aren't you upset? Don't you, you know? And I'm like, right now, no. No, yeah. I'm not. Not in the slightest, you know? I'm like, I get it. We all, we all got this debt to pay at some point in yeah. time. I mean, it's unfortunate. I was like, but, you know, every time I think of Stanley, and as God is my witness, this is the truth, I end up smiling, mate. Yeah. You, you know, know I, I just smile, man. You I know, said that I to do. somebody I'm, else. I'm, and, and I'm happy I met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said that to somebody else, and I put a post on his wall. Um, maybe a week after he had died, and and uh, the post was something along the lines of, "I want to be upset. I want to tear up. But yeah. every fucking time I think about Rob Stanley, I just end up laughing." Yeah. And what an amazing <laughs> gift to give all of us, right? I mean, because yeah, every that. one of us, just like you said, Will, we've all gone through it, and we've all put way too many people in the ground. And Rob Stanley was probably uh, the you know, the most memorable and outstanding of all of them for a lot of people. And yet every single time I think about him, I just end up giggling because yeah. I mean, what that's a gift a, to give. That's a gift. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's yeah. I, you know, gift. I, uh, I, I've been, you know, I, I, as in the last couple of years, I've got into highlining, you know, which is like, I, you either know what that is or you don't, but it's, it's like tightrope walking between mountains, essentially, essentially. And um, when sure. he, when Stan Stanley died, a few days later, I was sitting on a line, you know, a hundred meter line in this mountain, not long, not long from the house. And it's a hundred meters long and it's about 250 meters high. So it's, hmm. it's exposed. So you sit up there and you feel like you're just hovering about to make a base jump, you know, and I was sitting on the line and there's just this crazy blast of wind from nowhere came came sort of running up the cliff. And if, and it was like an, up, an upwind, you know, from below my feet up over my head and uh it was just days after stanley had died and i like i felt strongly that it was like him saying goodbye you know mm-hmm. to me pers- personally and i don't have i don't have any any doubt that he's he's still fucking flying around he's up there in the stars mm-hmm. or he's here in some in his own special way and um so i think if that's why I, I have something to say you know it's it's that it's that like i like i like really like what norman said as long as i'm alive so is stanley and um I'm sure wherever he is, he's, he's like flying around having a blast right now. Oh, no doubt. Well, and I mean, let's face it. If Stanley was going to say goodbye to you, he would do it in a shocking way while you're 250 meters off the fucking ground. Mimi, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Mimi. Exactly. Uh, well, guys, with that, I'm, I'm going to say thank you so much uh, uh, to Will and, and Norman, both of you guys, for, for coming and, and shooting the shit about – one of the most ridiculously amazing guys this sport is ever going to yeah. see. There's never going to be another Stanley, and certainly thank not God. Scott Evan Base Jump. I mean that in a very positive way. <laughs> yeah, you thank know? God. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody will ever be able to replicate that no. kind of spirit. And, and uh, I really appreciate you guys, you guys taking the time to to share some of the very personal memories and and feelings for it. I mean, uh, there's a lot of people that would not like to to hash stuff out, but I think it's really good. Yeah, so, bring it on. Thank you so much, guys. My face is so smiling. Yeah, me too. For having me we'll on, be man. for quite a while, too. Yeah, as always, man. Take care, you guys. That's it. Another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, all done. Uh, we are brought to you in association with Blue Skies Mag, the greatest magazine in the known universe. Head to blueskiesmag.com where you can get everything from the subscription to the magazine to all kinds of insane swag with more really cool shit coming. Also, put pen to paper. Tell that cool story you've got. Uh, if you got anything you want to tell, you've got something informative, you've got something crazy, tell us about it. We want to hear. Also, 
uh, for the photographers. Uh, get those snaps in, and we want to see the cool pictures as well. For me, I am at thefuckingpilot.net. That's where you can uh, get all the uh, podcasts as well as both the books that I've written, uh, the Blue Skies Magazine Fucking Pilot book and the Accidental Stripper, uh, both available in digital and print form. Again, thank you so much for this special edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void. We'll see you next time around.